joined. Um, Y'all know I don't like to do that. Come on in, come on in. So thank you um, for coming in and being a part of the show, y'all. I am so, and I, again, I say this every show, but I am incredibly honored. Um, God has just favored us to have some of God's best. And um, I'm excited tonight to have the conversation. We got some music tonight. Uh, We're going to worship a little bit. Um, so we'll get into that in a moment. But if you guys have watched the show already, you know what we do at the top of the show. Let's go ahead and share it um, because somebody's going to need to um, a moment of worship. Somebody's going to need to hear um, a part of the story. Uh, somebody, uh, Apostle Yolanda's story. Somebody's going to need to hear just a word of encouragement. Um, so go ahead and share this tonight again. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. As always, we're going to do um, thankful for our sponsor, one of our sponsors, bookvip.com. They are how we are able to give away a free trip voucher every show. So by sharing with the hashtags below, oh Jesus, you'll find out what that is in a moment. And it's a car 2020. So that again is pound, oh Jesus, and pound, it's a car 2020. Okay. Um, so again, if you don't know what that is, you're going to find out in just a moment. Um, so go ahead and share and, um, let's get, let's get it started. Listen, that's all I got as far as, you know, house stuff and all of that. We're going to get into the conversation, um, because we have some phenomenal women of God uh, with us tonight and, and I'm excited. So the first person that is coming, the first person that is coming to us, uh, we were talking just a moment ago. Uh, somebody said, Tiffany said, the intro song is fire. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiffany. I appreciate it. Um, but but here's the thing. I, we were talking backstage, um, you know, StreamYard backstage, and um, I was thinking about how long I've known her. I've almost known Pastor Wendy Wyatt for 20 years. I was, uh, she said I was about 14. She had to do the math because I'm not, I'm not that good oh, with it. But um, almost 20 years I've known her. I was a little girl and I, um, this lady came to my church, family worships in the Church of God in Christ at the time, uh, almost 20 years ago. And I heard her, y'all, and she is one of the most humble, anointed, gifted, talented, I mean, just she's just a phenomenal person. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring her on. We're gonna talk uh, for a second, and then she's gonna sing. She's gonna um, uh, lead us in worship for just a few moments. So um, let's bring on Pastor Wendy Wyatt. Come on, y'all know how we do. We gotta give her the <laughs> we have to give her the uh, hand clap emoji since um, I can't hear your your hand clap in uh, in real life. So Pastor Wendy, how is it going? It's going well, Kristen. So glad to see you. Thank you for having me on tonight. Absolutely. You you know I, I tell you all the time, this is this is my Shiro, y'all. This is <laughs> this is what I call her. And that I'll forever call her that um, because of all that she is uh, to the body of Christ and just your kindness. I, I just appreciate it. So talk to us about what's going on, what you're working on, pandemic, oh what's goodness. going on. Oh, in the pandemic. Oh my gosh. 
just in general, what how's it going? What you working on? Well, um, I guess the first thing that's coming up is my next uh, vocal master class. Awesome. Um, my second vocal master class is kicking off Monday. It's the three session. It's one class in three sessions. And so um, uh, space is limited. So we want people to get on in, go ahead and get registered. Uh, links are on my page. And um, um, you can get in on that. Uh, I'd like to take time with my students, which is why I limit the space. So that I can take, give everyone some attention, you know. Understandable. Um, Understandable. But I love that um, I've done a worship leaders class over this, these past few months, uh, called the Worship Leaders Cohort, all online. So those have been special. But then today we broke the news with our followers that I'm releasing a new single next week. Absolutely, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. New music from Wendy Anderson Wyatt, and um, um, it's the first single from my upcoming EP. So awesome! And um, uh, the EP is um, my hardest tribute. Okay, and, awesome. Um, so this is the first single, and um, by Paris Bowens, um, my producer Dana Saray, and myself. Incredible! <laughs> Incre I mean, incredible. Um, <laughs> So it was really, a really neat experience. <clears throat> I've been recording for um, 20 years, over 20 years. And um, this will be the first time that I'm releasing anything that I did not write um, completely myself. So did some collabs with, you know, writing and things. So awesome. it, was, it was fun. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm so excited. Listen, you know, Again, I'm a fan from from <laughs> your glory, your glory. Yes. This Listen, I know all of them. Praise God. <laughs> I know all of them. So I'm so excited. Uh, Tammy Carpenter said, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, Pastor Wendy, please bless us. Bless us with something. Whatever you want to sing, whatever you want to do, um, bless us with, with something, if you don't mind. All right. Um I, as I sat down before I came on, um, the only thing that began to resonate in my spirit was the hymns. Can't go wrong. So that's what we're going to do. Oh, listen, I'm sorry, Pastor Wendy. For yeah. those who, who are just being introduced to Pastor Wendy, um, first of all, after she sings, you won't forget, okay? You, you won't forget the name. But my mom reminded me that this is the... Uh, the writer of the hit song, I Have No Reason to Fear. How could I forget that? I have no reason. <laughs> Listen, I love, I love all of them. I love all of them. So right, this right. is, uh, we're in good company tonight. So let me go ahead. You go ahead and I'm, I'm not going to stop you again. I see Tiffany knows who Paris is. That's awesome. Yes. Yes, yes. Wonderful. All right. Can you hear the key? Yes, ma'am. I can hear it. This one came up in my screen. I was thinking deep in sin, far from peaceful shore. Every 
Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. We have to have you back. I look forward. I know, you know, we already talked. We, we <laughs> yes. had some, some things. Absolutely, Kristen. You know, I love you. Yes, ma'am. Love you, too. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Woo! Listen, if you can be a blessing uh, to Pastor Wendy, uh, let's support her as well. My God. Um, there's something about hymns to me. Um, the hymns of the church. I love all types of music. Um, I love all types of music, um, but there's something about the hymns um, that are just a blessing uh, to me. So I want to, I don't want to belabor the time. I want to bring uh, Apostle Yolanda Stith on, who I believe is an incredible gift uh, to God's body, uh, to the body of Christ. Um, yeah, let's bring her on. Let's bring her on. Apostle, Hello. How are you? Hello. I am doing very well. All is well? All is well. I'm happy to be here. Good. Thank you so much. I'm honored that you would that you would be a part um, of, you know, we were trying to do something else, but I love the way that God did this and the way that it worked out. Um, so I'm so excited, so excited to have you. So excited. So excited. I'm honored to be here. So thank you again for having me. I'm glad we were able to work this out. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. So for those that um, may not know you, or I know a lot of people is like, I know that name, um, but not um, as familiar. Talk to us. Tell us about yourself. Tell us, 
uh, what you do, who you are. Who I am? How, how far do you want me to go back? <laughs> <laughs> as far as you want to go. <laughs> well, you know, I am um, a wife, uh, a wonderful husband. Um, we've awesome. been married uh, 20 years, been together 30 years since I was 15 years old. Wow. Um, so he is an incredible gift to me. He is my perfect balance. Um, I have four children. And I've been in ministry for about 22 years. And I've been pastoring to her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, so, that's big. <laughs> yeah, so I am so just, I'm living a full life right now. Prophesied. A little bit about me in the walk with God. Um, I serve students, breakdowns, and I'm talking about that a little bit in my book. But I never break down at 15 a nervous wow. breakdown just had a very, very traumatic childhood, but I am the product of deliverance, and wow. I am just so grateful that God found me. He is such um, He is such a covenant keeping God where He could come for us. My mom, she was brain damaged when I was two years old, and um, about two, three years old, I'm um, fire. My father was sleeping here for some time, and then I don't even know why I'm sharing this. He just no, this listen, my father was sleeping here for um, some time, but he became addicted to um, drugs and alcohol, and he uh, just basically went into a season where we were neglected, but it was because he was a sick man. Um, and I experienced homelessness, house to house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I did not know that all of this would lead me to the place that I am in now. Um, Jesus introduced himself to me in a dream at nine years old. And I want to talk about what is our sermon taking from the earth, right? But at nine years old, he introduced himself to me in a dream. And from that dream, I knew that there was a God. And I lived in a godless wow. And he talked to me in a dream. And I sat up on the end of my bed. And I said that was God. I don't know how I knew, but it's because God puts himself inside of us. And then when he comes to us, we instinctively know that there is a God. Okay. So fast forward, I that I I was introduced to um God officially by a Sunday school teacher. And this Sunday school teacher was a person that lived in my block who became friends with her children. And one day they invited us to church. And I got saved in New Refuge um, Cathedral Holiness Deliverance Temple. All of that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. I will, not, I will never forget it. And so um, from that point forward, I began to learn about the Bible, but then we moved away. So at 18 or 19, I rededicated my life to the Lord. Um, at about 21, I became just sold out, just running to God. My husband and I, we were, we were living together and said we were not married yet. And I was so in love with Jesus that I told him we had to go. You know, we, couldn't, we couldn't live together anymore, right? Listen, I know I'm going all into this. Tell me to stop. No, 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 no. Somebody, somebody needs to hear this. Yeah, so I became so deeply in love with God because I had just experienced that nervous breakdown. And then God brought me from that place and stood me up 
you know, on my feet and I'll never forget it. And so all I wanted was the Holy Spirit. And that's how my life first started. When my husband left and he departed, he wasn't my husband, he was my boyfriend then, right? Right, right. But when he left, um, we laugh about this all the time when we talk about it. He took the furniture. So I he took the furniture. Yeah, he was like he was a little salty, right? Salt, yeah, I'll do that. So he took the furniture. And I had to sleep on the floor, but I made a pallet on the floor with some blankets. And every night, every night, I would lay there and pray in the spirit. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and God coached me through that moment. Um, shortly after, about six months later, my husband proposed to me. And um, yeah, it was just it's just been that way. I've just been so in love with Jesus, and I know that um, it may seem like something had to go wrong. I've just been so deeply and madly in love with God. It's just like a love story between me and Jesus. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I have a question, and we didn't talk about this. And if you don't want to answer, then just say that I, I don't. I don't uh, get offended easily. But for people who don't have your story, how would you, how do you become in love with Jesus? Like, I know, you know, I teach a young adult Bible study and it's like, I want to know God. I want to hear him, but I'm like, how do we get there? So what, what, what would you tell them? Um, I, I believe it, it, it's born in relationship and that relationship does not start all deep and intense, but it develops. If you think about, well, normal courtship uh, doesn't start off with courtship. It starts off with conversation. And I just encourage people to have conversations with the Holy Spirit. He's a very, very real person. And he understands every single thing about us. And um, one of the things that the church has driven um, young adults into, and even older people, is into um, hiding. And that is from the spirit of shame. We've been taught to hide it. We've been yes. taught to cover it because we've been, um, we're, the church has condemned so many people. Yes. Uh, but I believe that this, oh, this is an hour for the ministry of grace to come to the forefront. And grace does not just um, give you a license to sin, but grace empowers you to change. Because grace is the spirit of Jesus Christ. It is the soul. It's the spirit of Jesus Christ. And because that is great, when we put upon ourselves um, the Lord Jesus Christ and shame and all of that has to break its hold. It has to break its hold. So shame has made us high, yes. but the blood wants to make us free. And the relationship with the Holy Spirit, and then just reading the word, there becomes um, something inside of us that becomes ignited. There's a fire. And it's like, um, at first it's like just a little flicker, but then all of a sudden it begins to grow. And that's what's happened with me. It started off with this conversation. I would talk to God about my day, about my burdens, about my children, about every single thing. And the thing that I discovered is that God talks back. And he talks back, not judging me, not saying, you know, he's not, he wasn't harsh, but he was a God that wanted to lead me into a relationship, um, into that space with him that I would trust him with 
my life. Many times young adults don't trust them because they have not had a father figure. And I know you didn't, you stirred me now. I'm letting you still here. They didn't have a father figure and or a mother figure or the persons that they had in their life were not good examples. But what God is doing now is he's reversing all of that because we have compared a holy God and never changing God, a perfect God to people who have dropped us, people who were not consistent. And so as a result of that, we have started, um, this, this generation has started living their life reckless because they felt like nobody cared. But this is the hour where God is coming for his people. And there's an audible voice that's going to speak to many of you even after this live. Because what the Lord wants to do, if he wants to to cultivate a relationship with us that we're not entangled anymore, that we're not wrapped up anymore, that we trust him enough with our lives to walk away. When that happened between me and my husband, when I made that decision, when I made that decision that I didn't just want to be somebody's girlfriend anymore, what was that? That was me trusting God with my future. Because some people believe that if I break away from this relationship, then it's quite possible that this is my only chance, but don't you know that God has your future in his hand and that everything that he has predestined before the foundation of the world, it will come to pass. But we've got to trust him. But God breaks that orphan spirit, that fatherless and motherless spirit, and then he brings back to the scripture where Jesus said, he said, oh, he says, he said, I'm not, I'm not making you an orphan again. As a matter of fact, I've adopted you into my family. And because I've adopted you into my family, the spirit of fear no longer has authority to rule over you. Now you have to come into the realization and to the revelation that God is your father, you have a family, and because you have a family, you have no reason to fear. I'm sorry. Listen, you just blessed me on so many levels. I mean, and and I'm sure because the the comments are kind of going crazy right now, but (laughs) And, and this is this is why, and this is, we ain't nowhere where we said we was going to talk no about, but listen, I'm not mad. <laughs> I am not mad, but, oh God, I think this is, this is why it's important to have not only natural and, not only natural mothers and fathers, but mm-hmm. spiritual mothers and fathers who hear God. <laughs> because I'm telling you, you have no idea how you blessed me just now. I mean, like confirmed, like this is this don't make no sense, you know. Um, but it, it this that was so good, and I think that that's so important um, because that's one of the things um, that we talk about. Just again, I kind of pick people's brain, especially those who who say they love God, but they like oh, this church thing. I, I'm not really with it. Um, and that's one of the things that they say, like, y'all so perfect and, you know, this and that. But it's so important that we hear this, like, God is gracious. Yes. Mercy is a gift. (laughs) Yes, it is. Mercy is a gift. None of us deserve it. Yeah. But it's a gift that he gave us and made available 
to us before we were even born, yes. before we even messed up, before we even turned our back on him. It's something that he extended to us. He reaches in within himself oh, and he extends his hand and says, here is a gift from me. And it is not based on your perfection, but it is based on your willingness to come under a God who holds the entire world. The entire world. I mean, I mean the entire world, and I love it. Um, thinking about the scripture, we we serve a God who owns real estate. Yeah, yes. he owns the cattle. On <laughs> it's so amazing. God is so amazing, and and it and it's one of the things that I think that has to keep us hum- humble, because the scripture said in 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 paraphrasing, "What do you have that you didn't give that you that you gave yourself?" That you didn't yes. receive, that wasn't a gift. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's it's amazing. Okay, Whew, let me call you. Just stir something up in me. My God, I'm okay. great. I'm trying to pull myself together. But you can go ahead. Listen, if you feel like you, <laughs> if you feel like you need to go for it, listen. I trust the God in no, you. I'm not going to go ahead of you. I'm not going to. Yes, sir. I do. I do want to talk about this because um, without getting too much into the other topic we want to come to, but I think it's so important. Um, one one of the things that I appreciate about you um, is just your your humility, and I love the fact. That a lot of times, and this, how do I want to say this? Or, I guess a lot in this day and age, you don't see. A lot of a lot of female preachers, apostles, prophets are single. So mm-hmm. listen, you. I feel like I, I. One of the reasons I definitely wanted to talk to you because you have a perspective from that regard that others wouldn't have, who want to be yeah. married but are not. And I know I've seen uh, one of my friends is on here, pastor. Or there are a couple of pastors on here. So talk to us about. Talk to us about the apostleship about talk to us about that. And, and I'll tell you why um, in the Bible study we were talking about, we were talking about the gifts um, of the spirit. Uh, Ephesians four came up and um, I grew up in um, a, an organization where we didn't hear much about apostles. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll be honest, we sort of had like this arrogant thing, like mm, we don't, we don't know about, we don't know about y'all. And we had a conversation um, because one of somebody said that they felt like they were called to to be an apostle. Um, so there were questions around that. Do you have to be a pastor to do that? And all of these stipulations and all of that. But talk to us about what an apostle is, why it's important to the body of Christ, because I certainly believe that the evangelist can't say we don't need the apostle because why did he give us all five? <laughs> right. So, so talk to, talk to us about that. Oh, somebody said this is about to be some juicy stuff. Well, it is candid conversation that I, I do want us to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, there are people who they're like, there are no modern day apostles. So talk to us about the need for the apostle and um, why, why we need the apostle. Jesus said, I give you gifts. 
I give you the apostle, I give you the prophet, I give you the pastor, I give you the teacher, I give you the evangelist, not in any particular order, for the perfecting of the saints. Yes. The work of the ministry until we come into perfection, right? Until we come into wholeness, until whenever Jesus reveals himself, right? And so because he says that, I give this to you, there was absolutely no time where he said, and it ends after I leave the earth. As a matter of fact, he uh, dispensed those gifts into the earth at his departure, right? So in the book of Acts, churches were planted by pioneering spirits. The spirit of the apostle is a pioneering spirit. And the apostle has the ability to raise up apostolic kings. Apostolic kings are formed based on the gifts that God brings in the house. The apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, um, and the evangelist to protect the saints. Every single church should have all five. And if you're not an office, the spirit should be upon you to function and to flow with it. There are people who are apostolic, but not necessarily apostles, but they have the ability to forge forth, to build, to plant, to uh, establish something where it seems that nothing else is. Amen? And so it is a pioneering spirit. It is the spirit that, um, that God puts upon a man and a woman, because Junior was a woman apostle. She, it says that she was favored. She was excellent among the apostles. Hey, God made room for her. And I believe that she is the one that mentioned, but there were many more that came after her. Amen. Deborah was an apostolic uh, a prophet that went to forge the way, to build something, to establish something. Apostles are people of war. They have the ability to stand in the face of darkness, to command, to hold down to separate, to divide, to open up a way so that the church can come forth. An apostle is a unifier. A apostle will preach a message that will unify the body so that what? Not just so we can all wear white, not a new, no pun intended because we want it, but it's so that we can stand up in the face of the enemy because when there is unity, there is strength. Pastors are only mentioned three times. <laughs> and pastors is not an establishment office. Pastoring is a sustaining office. I don't know why I'm getting say office. that. Say that one more time, Apostle. Sustaining office. It's the pastor comes alongside the apostle and helps sustain. A pastoral spirit will nurture. A pastoral spirit will teach. A pastoral spirit will care for the sheep. But the apostle is going to say, uh, my apostle says this all the time. If you if you say my arm, my right arm is dead, the apostle says, well, what's wrong with the left? Let's get to work. But the pastor comes in to bring the balance to the apostle so that the apostle don't kill the sheep. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because the apostle has that hard exterior and it's been put there by God. Many people want to soften apostles in a way and make them pastors. But an apostle is not a pastor. And that's why you can't come to a church that's run by two apostles and expect them to be the, the pastor that you had before. Because you might have just had a pastor. Now you need to adjust to the apostle. Whenever God brings the people, 
And you didn't ask me all this, but let me just say it because I just feel something on me. Whenever God brings a person or people or family into an apostolic house, it's because he has an intention to build something in them. If you come and you sit under an apostle, the apostle has the ability to peer in, to look into your spirit and to call gifts alive, to bring them to the surface. The apostle has the ability to lay hands and wake the gifts. Paul say, I long to be with you that I might impart spiritual gifts. Amen. And so the apostle has the ability to impart spiritual gifts. So the apostle was one that um, God used, this one that God used to bring the body of Christ into an alignment. It is a governmental authoritative office and God uses it as he will. So the apostle has this ascending spirit. And that true spirit is like some people think that um, apostles, all they do is send people to start churches. But I don't believe that that's all that means. Sometimes God can um, have an apostle to build a person up and to release them into their gift. And sometimes the function of their gift is within the house. Sometimes the function of their gift is without the house, but not necessarily their own church. And so you have to be able to discern and to rightly uh, lay hands and release people into what they're called to. Okay. Now you you Lord, you just said a whole lot. I don't I don't even know which I don't know why I keep trying to maybe because I'm just backed up, but go ahead. You're fine, but because there are people here saying that you're bringing clarity. Um because again for for many of us and I was talking about the person who texted me just asking me questions about this. Some of this stuff some of us have to unlearn true because this if 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 the if the church started in Acts, this is our example. Yeah. So you can't, you know, and you said something that was also important is that all the gifts should be in the house. And um I think that that is so important yes. because yeah. say that one more time, I'm sorry. I said, and if they're not, they're on the way or they're there in new development. Sometimes in the onset of a church in the first two or three years, you might not have all five offices fully developed, but they should be there. And if they are there, the apostle has the ability to raise them up, but it takes patience, it takes time, and it takes impartation and investment. Absolutely. And and I think that that's so important because, again, I talk to people a lot. Um, and many of the people that I talk to who not with church have been in church. So it's not like they don't know the way uh, that they've never heard yeah. of God. But one, one, of, one of the things is that there are places where it's the pastor and that's it. So I yes. think that this is so important to talk about. If God gave the gifts, <laughs> they're important and and they're yeah. and they're all needed. Um, and I think that that's so important too. Even as you continue to read in Ephesians and especially First Corinthians um, twelve and thirteen and fourteen, that all of them are important. Exactly. <laughs> like each one has a function. We need an mm -hmm. arm, just like we need the ears. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to be able to hear. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's important that we, we have, I think that we have conversations like this, that we yeah. talk about why we need the gifts, what they bring to the table, what's lacking if we're not, if those gifts are not there or if we're not developing those gifts. So mm -hmm. talk about, um, you said something about developing those gifts. You said mm -hmm. that you've been pastoring for how many years? 
13, 13 years. So listen, <laughs> I would love to hear how is it that you develop the gifts or, or, or even know what gifts are in the house? Um, usually um, one of the first, well, a number of things, a number of ways, but knowing the gifts in the house comes from divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit and also the ability to discern what naturally operates in a person and what spiritually operates in a person and things that may need to be further developed. I can't tell you, oh, I know this because of this. There are traits um, and there are natural functions that can identify, but until the Holy Spirit says that this is this, it's important to kind of tread light with that. Sometimes people think that you're a prophet because you prophesy. But to prophesy is one of the lowest level functions of the office of the prophet. Because the Bible says that I wish that you all prophesy. Our training, all of us, my church prophesies, right? Yeah. The prophesies. The person on a parking lot prophesies. Why? Because we bring them into a corporate environment. And we activate in the prophetic. It's to bring alive. That's what activate me. You bring alive to provide clarity, to provide um, um, scriptures, and also to show. So it's like um, say, do, and then give the person the opportunity to do. So we teach, we do it for them, and then we give them the opportunity to do it. That threefold model works perfectly. I do it with the prophetic. You haven't had any because of COVID. You had some um, things online, but not like we were doing here. We activate. As a matter of fact, Dr. Mary come out of Atlanta. She's a pioneering spirit. She's a prophet. And she is the first person to teach me how to activate. I learned it at a prior conference, but, but she started... I started following her method, and it is incredible, right? So I've had all these people show me the way. But we bring our bring our church in here, and we activate them. We set parameters, we prophetic parameters. So you shouldn't be just out there just saying anything. The Bible says to prophesy and let uh, one or two judge. So you should not be. Keeping secrets, like I'm gonna take this one aside. You know what I mean? But don't tell apostles. If you, if it's that type of spirit, then something's off with that. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to freely bring it. So we try to uh, provide an atmosphere of grace, which gives you the ability to um, mess up. You know what I mean? To learn, yeah. And so I have to go through it because in your in your mind, you're thinking like, oh my God, I don't want to mess up. What if I mess up? What if I mess up? No, 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 don't worry about that. Because the spirit of prophecy comes in the room when an activator is in motion. Jesus, I'm stirred up. The spirit of prophecy comes into the room. Everybody can prophesy when the spirit of prophecy is present. So we train. We activate, I activate the limits. I teach, I do, and then I give them the opportunity to do it. Um, I, I activate leaders in preaching. I activate leaders in teaching. You know what I mean? So the, it's just the ability to bring something alive that is already in the person. Mm. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. Woo, that's so good. And it's, 
I, again, I think it's so important because, um, you know, there are people who just need it. They need direction. They need help. They need, I mean, just like, I know there's something in me, but I don't know how to. Yeah. Because I wasn't always an activator, but coming into environments where it was taking place, I would get heard because I knew that that was a part of my mentor. I knew that it was a part of my call. I just didn't have a language for it for the first mm, three years of pastoring, right? I could do it, but I didn't know that it was even possible to teach somebody else. Mm -hmm. But through the ministry of impartation, hands laid, prophecies, this is what you will do. It was by way of prophecy that I came into the moment that I am in now, which is why I'm a firm believer and advocate the prophetic. Uh, that, that's good. You know, that was on our list of questions, um, talking about the call to it. Like, how, how do you know? And I think we talked about part of it um, is that you have a leader who has the foresight to see what's in me that you, you, you may not even know. Yeah. Um, so even before that, is there something, do you believe that there is something that happens in a person with a dream or or could it be that the first time they hear, hey, I'm, I'm a prophet, is from someone else? You're born into your office. Jesus. You're born into it. Mm -hmm. um, you don't just become it. It's already in you. So, for instance, I was always a leader. I would be with my sisters um, and the, the, her friends and our friends. And they would call me the mother of the group, right? So our leadership was always there. The ability to solve problems was always there. Um, I had my son at 15 years old, and that developed leadership in me. At 15, I didn't know what it was like what it was like to be a parent. I didn't even have a model for that because my mom was sick. But leadership developed in me. One of the traits uh, would be leadership. For a prophet, one of the traits would be um, um, being insight and um, instinctive, the instinctive ability to see and to know and to hear. Um, um, prophets are kind of strange, but that's not really. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have a daughter one, you know, just like me. raising her. She was just no thing, like at eight years old. Uh, my sons were getting us in trouble. It's my neighborhood it was a good neighborhood that went bad. And so I remember with her, we were standing in the living room and it was a helicopter flying around. And I said, I wonder what that helicopter is flying for. And um, in my head, I said it. And five minutes later, my daughter came and said, she was eight. She said that helicopter is my brothers. And I just said, what? Well, 15 minutes later, it's not wrong. And so just real, it's just normal. It's a part of the prophet's DNA. Some prophets, um, every office functions differently. Every office has different administration. So you might have a singing prophet. You might have uh, uh, a dreaming prophet, a praying prophet. But it's just the administration of the gifts. That the Bible says in Corinthians, I think, that the Holy Spirit used the gifts as he would to the body of Christ. And so it functions differently um, within the body. So the body of prophets, 
has, has different functions. The body of apostles has different functions. But the distinct characteristics, like for instance, with the apostle is, is the ability to build, forge, to the ability to make something out of nothing, pioneering, leadership, training ability, um, just that exterior that it faces darkness and overcomes. And all of those things were already in me. Um, but some distinctive marks for the prophet and the apostle would be extreme warfare. So there's a number of things. And some of these are common traits across the body of Christ, the people that are just called. But there's some distinct things that we look for um, that separates one from another. I hope that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. Woo. I'm going to have to, we go, this is going to be available um, on the page on YouTube. So we'll have to, we'll definitely have to double back and get a lot of this information again. It's so good. Let me, let me turn kind of a corner here because again, we talked about, um, you know, that you, uh, uh, an apostle, you pastored, um, has there been, what has been the biggest challenge as a female pastor or a female apostle because well I'm gonna just leave it there and I'll I'll let you guys <laughs> um, you know with <laughs> uh, let me see how yes. it works. Being a female apostle, I think the challenges for me were not right up in my face. But it's what I know is happening, what I know is being said when I walk in the room. I am usually the one woman among the men. I'm the one woman. For instance, um, years ago, I went to preach um, at this um, conference, and I was the only woman on the um, the platform. And I'm I'm keeping my words. I'm I'm pacing. I, I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, was, I was the only woman on the platform, and every, all the rest of them were bishops. And um, I came in and I screwed everybody, and everybody, all of the men were just looking at me, and I said hello. And they just look because, you know, I wear my makeup. My hair might be long, it might be short, depending on the day. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Whatever I work with, I do. And so um, I went, I like dresses and I like heels. And so I, you know, I stood there and I said, oh, okay, these people don't believe in women apostles. And they really don't understand why I'm here. And so they kept addressing me as pastor, as pastor, as pastor. And that doesn't bother me because sometimes it depends on where I am. I will call my, I am a pastor too. I'm a pastor, so I might call myself a pastor. But when there is that um, diminishing um, thing that comes with it, you know, I think now because one thing God has always taught my battles. I've never had to say a word. Um, he has a lesson. So when I got up to preach, there was an unusual force in front of me. I could feel heaven moving in an unusual way. And I said, God, this is, 
and text. I'm creeping through it. But when I preach, sometimes I feel like I'm outside myself watching. I can't explain it. But it's this supernatural thing that God does with me. And so I felt like I was standing out of myself. I was preaching, although I was there. I was also observing what was going on in me. And the call. And I didn't, I didn't pay attention to it while preaching, but when I went back to my room, I said, Holy Spirit started to talk to me. And I said, wow, I'll, I'll put a pen there. So before I preached, I called my pastor and I said, that, I said, all these men are here. I'm the only woman on this panel and they don't want me here. And he said, Yolanda, you're going to be fine. Pour out what's in you. And I said, yes, sir. So fast forward, the power of God falls. The anointing is crazy. Oh, glory to the Holy Spirit. I go back to my room and I sit with the Holy Spirit like I do. And he's talking to me. He's encouraging me. And I get a phone call from the host and say, a couple of the bishops want to talk to you. And I said, okay. And I went back down and they apologized. And they confessed that they had signed her up and that they really did not believe in it. But the power that was on my life was undeniably. And they blessed me. It was incredible. But that was one moment out of so many. But I'm saying to you that that's been a challenge for me. But I think. Um, for us as women, women of power, if we don't try to force, if we don't try to become like men, if we let the Holy Spirit fight our battle, we'll come out on top every time. God wants to know that we can, he can trust us with certain levels of authority and responsibility and even platform. And God can trust us Hallelujah. to go in the flesh and try to fight our way into a place that he has, listen, already opened up for us. The fact that you are there, the fact that you are the only woman there, says that God is with you. You don't have to fight for it. Oh, he said, this battle is not yours to fight. That's exactly right. And so wow. now be gracious, but walk in the power that God has invested in you. Wow. <laughs> Wow, and I have some female pastors on here, uh, you know, and it, and I thank God, I thank God for this uh, conversation um, because I, I think it's something that's that's not easy. Well, I don't think being a pastor, apostle, you know, just leadership in general is easy, um, and I, and I think women go through that. And that was that was definitely one of my questions. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Um, but to let the Lord fight your battle, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and to let Him and and to let Him pave the way, and and not to let it make you shrink 
Don't <laughs> let it make you shrink. I've seen many women shrink, but I've also seen the reverse of that. Mm -hmm. I've seen many women try to become like men to finish. Yes. yes. And you don't have to do that. You have to be who God called you to be. It's all humility to shrink. Mm -hmm. And try to try to become like a man because you can never be that. And so stay within the grace of who you are as a woman, but be a woman of power, be a woman of grace, and you will become a woman of influence. That's a word for somebody on this call, on this line. It is. And it is. And it is. Wow. That is that is so good. Listen, I could I could have I could ask you questions all day. I mean just sit and just ask. <laughs> But I want I want to make sure before we end tonight, and um, y'all stick with us for a moment uh, because I, I want Apostle to pray um, and or just share what 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 uh, a word of encouragement before we leave. But before we do that, talk to us about what you're working on and how we can support you. I'm I'm very big on honor and support, um, and and especially for women. Not that we you know sister soldiers and you know all of that. Yeah. We need men. We want the men. We don't want to be men. But I think it's important that we support each other. So talk to us about what's going on and how we can support you. I just released my new album. It's called The Return. Download it. Buy it. Stream it. It's going to bless you. Listen, God made me a songwriter literally overnight by the ministry of impartation. This album is going to bless you. I am um, so proud of what God has given us to share with the world. Yolanda Smith and Strong City. I want you to download it. Um, the next thing I'm working on is my podcast which will be released in August. It's called awesome. Table. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be it's um um gosh my mind is been Charisma Podcast Network is um our hosting site and it'll be everywhere I can so get ready to see that our announcement on my page. If you've not followed your long gift and strong city on Instagram, on Facebook, please follow us. My website is www.yolandaskip.com. I got some other projects, but they're in um, the cocoon state. I understand. Until then. Um, I yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that is awesome. Listen, and I would just tell you, I, I have I have the project. And for those who don't have it, I need you to, number one, follow uh, Pastor Wendy and Apostle. Yes. Um, tonight. I need you to do it tonight again. Tonight. I need you to do that. And I have I have the, the project. And for those of you who haven't heard it, good luck getting past track one. <laughs> Oh my God! Listen, woo! I'm telling you, I almost, I almost wanted to play a clip, but I'm like, no, y'all have to go get it. I'm telling you, Thank Apostle you. opens with prayer, and I, that's all I'm gonna say. Good luck getting past track one. <laughs> now, you, I want you to get to the rest of it, but you know, if you gotta stay there, then just stay there for a little while. But uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. 
It really is. It's incredible. And I'm just excited about more kingdom music. Yes. Our, our own music. And I won't get into that, but I'm, I'm excited about our own kingdom music that we have, that we can sing in our churches, that we can play. Um, <laughs> so that's it. My people are here, they're talking about Zayo's tent. That's in this book that I have. I'm going to do that. So it's on our website. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, well, you guys uh, see her website at the, at the bottom. Please go to her website. It looks wonderful. I, I love everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really do. So tell us, um, because it was something that you left out that's coming up real, real soon. It's a car 2020. <laughs> we have virtual spots left, but I believe that um, you're giving away a virtual spot. I believe that. Are you giving away? Are we giving away a virtual spot to somebody? I will. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I definitely will donate that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Listen, if you haven't already, please share this. That's how we're going to pick our winners for those who are apart tonight and those who have shared with the hashtags. Okay. With the hashtag. Y'all know sometimes we don't follow the directions uh, and they get mad when we don't win. Please use <laughs> please use the hashtag. Let me put that back up so that you can so that you can see that. But I'm excited. Tell us about Issachar. Tell us about Issachar. Issachar is a gathering of apostolic prophetic believers, and we gather once a year to hear what the Lord is saying, to receive direction from voices all over the world um, that release into our lives, there are so many testimonies about Instacart, about how people's lives have been. It is, um, it kind of feels like no other. Last year took a turn and God did something so tremendous last year. And I know he's going to keep us in it. It's Instacart 23, the promise. If you've never been in the midst of prophesying, tongue talking, dancing, prophetic people, Instacart 2020 is the place for you. Look out. Um, next week at the end of the week for our new date for 2021. We want to pack that place. We want everybody to want. Hopefully you can come and, and be one of our best commentators. Um, did you see interviews for me? Stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I will be, just let me know because I'm, I'm planning on all the conferences. I'm going to get as much as I can um, from as, as many as I can to to just glean from the wisdom. I think that that's so important for our generation um, that, you know, and, and speaking of Issachar and knowing the times and things of that nature, I think it's important that we just, that we submit um, and that we get as much as we can yeah. from those um, who are leading us. So listen, I'm, let me put this up again. If you haven't already, um, I want you guys to register for Issachar. It is July 30th through August the 1st. So that's next week, I believe. Yes. Uh, what days does it start, Apostle? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Saturday at 4. Again, our um, in-person spaces are filled because we did not want to sell it out because we want to space. But virtual is open. Um, you are welcome to join us virtually. Absolutely. I'm going to join. I hope that you all will join. I hope that you've shared. Um, so, you you know, maybe you have a blessing. You can get a, a trip, a free trip voucher or um, uh, get to Issachar. But so do you, is it like a training, training type? No, that, that, we're not training. We do okay. 
we do uh, one, two, three, four, eight sessions. Okay. Equipping, but not activating. Gotcha. So that's another type of conference, like a prior conference, host, but it's equipping. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's, I'm excited. It, it aligns you with the purposes of God mm. uh, with voices from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to be a part. Again, I hope that you all will. Apostle, before we go, let me see that we, we didn't get to everything, but I think we got to what God wanted us to get to mm-hmm. tonight. So just let's, if you would just uh, give us an encouraging word. There's a lot going on. Um, and I don't want to take for granted that someone needs prayer or needs encouragement um, if they've not been on the whole time. So if you would just give us an encouraging word or pray, um, whatever the Lord leads you to do. When I came on the podcast tonight, I heard the Lord say, tell them that their answer is at the door. And that took me to Acts 12 and 13 with Peter. Peter. Peter was in a place of distress because he was locked up. But there were some saints that was praying, right? Peter supernaturally gets released from that bondage, and all of a sudden he knocks on the door. Rhoda opens the door and does not believe that it's him, but it's Peter standing right there. The answer to your prayer is at the door. And I want to prophesy to some people that have felt discouraged, that have felt like God left them, that have felt like the voice of God becomes silent. You've not heard him. In the name of Jesus, there is a release coming and supernaturally. I just command those ears to open up and hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord says, for some of you, I've even sent the answer, but you have discredited it because it did not come in the package that you thought it would come in, but in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, open your eyes to see that God has not left you. As a matter of fact, there is a delivering power that's going to begin to move through the airways as I pray. Father, I thank you for those that are on this call. And even as you have said, I declare that their answer is at the door. I decree sudden breakthroughs. I decree openings. I decree opportunities opportunities is coming in the name of Jesus for those that have been oppressed and it seemed like the enemy was taking advantage of them because of the state of even being secluded in Jesus name let there be a release of fresh angels that begin to move on your behalf to bring breakthrough in Jesus mighty name I release the fire of God I release the glory of God and I release clarity into your situation hold on your answer is coming mighty so father i just thank you for those that are on this call and even those that have been discouraged i lift them up before you and i thank you for the breakthrough that you're bringing to them in jesus name i thank you for the favor that you're about to pour out on them and i thank you father for even an increase of faith for satan that buffeted at you and you thought it was over but god says i am bringing the answer in the name of jesus i decree that answers are coming by way of dream 
dreams, answers are coming by way of prophets, and you would cut off the voice of the debonair. You would cut the voice off of the strange one and the false prophet and let the prophets rise. In Jesus' name, I decree that even as your daughter has been burdened, that there is a coming forth of even the fivefold, the apostolic spirit. Yes, even upon her and even those that are around her. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I decree, Father, that what you have started, no man will put out. I decree that the spirit of error, the spirit of heresy, and even preaching against the fivefold is coming to an end. But the day is coming where your church will rise in the model and in the with the standard that you had predestined before the foundation of the world. And I decree and declare, Father, that as the church rises, Satan will take a knee. If you are for us, who can be against us? I release a covering. I release the glory of the living God. And I decree that there will be no backlash and no retaliation because of what you have released tonight. I decree, Father, that you would cause even a spirit, a record-breaking spirit to be upon this podcast. In Jesus' mighty name, I give you the glory and the honor. Amen. <sighs> Apostle, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much thank um, you. for all that you have released, the wisdom and clarity for many, for those who have been on and those who will watch the replay. Um, I, I just, I appreciate you. Apostle, do me a favor. I want us to be a blessing to you. Oh, thank you. I want us to be a blessing to you. I know you didn't ask for it. Um, but I don't think you can pour out like that and we don't bless the woman of God. Do you, um, what, what would be the best way for us to do? We have cash out. Cash out. You'll want it. Yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. I listen, I said it last show, but, uh, I believe in, I believe in honor. I believe in honor. And I think, um, to, to glean from, to sow a seed, um, in, into you, um, so let's do that. Let's let's do that. Can we do that? I need for at least 40 people um, to sow a seed of $20, $20. I'm going to do 50 because, um, you know, they, they taught me if you if you go ask the people to do something, <laughs> you lead. Um, so I want you to do that. Can y'all do that? Um, I want y'all to make her phone blow up tonight <laughs> i want you to make her phone blow up and we play we pray blessings upon you um blessings and favor I upon you. yes Thank lord you. yes lord so again y'all do that for me when you do it just say done just say done if you've already done that at least twenty dollars if we get so into the woman of god let me while I'm talking, do this. Um, and I want to thank God for my my leaders, my apostle and pastor who is on tonight, other victims. Um, I don't want to. Uh, I want to be in order. So I thank God for, for you all. Hello. Um, yes, yes. Thank you so much uh, for all that you do. And apostle, um, I see Tiffany Thompson saying done. Charlene, I took my glasses off. Um, I just can't see too good. Uh, but y'all put done. If you've done that, let's let's bless Apostle. Um, and, and let's let's support also Pastor Wendy. Let's yes. support Pastor Wendy uh, with the pre-order of her uh, project tomorrow and for Apostle's project as well. Let me just put that up for one more moment so that we know um, how to get to that. 
All right, the return. Let's be a blessing. Let's push kingdom music. If you got Beyonce, okay, I'm getting this. I'm in somebody's business. If you got, I'm gonna go down the list. Um, but be a, let's let's be a blessing and let's let's push let's push kingdom music. Amen. All thank right. You, Listen again, Apostle. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part um and before we go i just want to say thank you again to all who are on tonight thank you all for everyone who shared who was a part um engaged with us tonight it means the world to me it means the world to me so i appreciate you all and listen last thing i want to say is thank you pastor mcbride i appreciate you thank you uh pastor beckton and everyone else who is giving. Thank you, Mama. That's my mama there, Gwen, Gwendolyn Keys. That's my boo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so thank you guys, and um, good night.